Serving while in pain. I look at an experience of Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. Sexual immorality is probably one of the most talked about sins in the scripture and seemed to have been a huge problem in the churches that Paul was writing to and he even cautioned his protege Titus and Timothy to be mindful of sexual immorality. But somehow it seems not too different from what is taking place in the churches today and is one of the greatest cause of hurt, suspect and mistrust in church and among church leaders. It is said that the three deadly sins, the corruptors of the church leader, is likely to be sex, money or power and every fall seems to have one of those themes attached to it. It is not my objective though to discuss whether or not Paul had a sexual struggle which caused him to serve in pain. Instead I hope for us to reflect on the guidance that he gives here in 2 Corinthians 12. First, Paul helps us to recognize that every story in the life of a Christian has a single star. We often become excited about how we overcame our temptations and trouble or feel depressed when they overcome us or mock and judge when temptation overcome others. We point fingers and scoff and declare how could they have gotten themselves into that mess again. But what if the infirmity was an ordered part of his development? What what if that infirmity was serving the purposes of God in perfecting his servant and his saints? So the real star is God. I believe we very often join up with the worldly approach to sin and respond to it with shame and disgrace instead of the godly response to sin which is grace simply grace notice when adam and eve sinned in even in eden god did not withdraw from them and send a messenger to bear his judgment to them instead he came to them personally he clothed them sounds familiar and then he enacted his salvation plan we look at the judgment of him casting them out of Eden and glance over the prophetic declaration that the seed of the woman would bruise the serpent's head and the serpent shall bruise his heel because we like to sensationalize punishment. But my brothers and sisters, we ought to remember that God sees the end from the beginning. He sees the past, present and future occurring at the same time. Our sin does not take him by surprise. But back to Paul. Paul speaks of an interaction in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 2 through which he came to acknowledge that infirmities should be 
should not be taken as cause for ridicule and self-deprecation, belittling or undervaluing of oneself, which is really false humility. Our infirmities should lead us to humbly seek the face of Christ for his help in those times of need. Shouldn't we avoid circumstances in which we know based on our past struggles that we are likely to fall? Absolutely. We ought to walk in wisdom, but please understand that from the view of God in working his plan of salvation out, perfecting us is more important than secret, secret struggles. What you look like or the image that you want to present to the world is not as important to God as perfecting you. We often say we are over something when we really aren't. Our infirmities remind us not to glory, but to seek perfection in God. John Gray said it this way, God is not mocked, or God is not shocked that we failed. My brothers and sisters, God's anointing is not so we do not fail because we are being made perfect the bible says the clay he was making became marred in the hand of the potter so he made it again another vessel as it seemed fit for him to make it we are anointed and will accomplish great things but mastery over the gift does not equal mastery over the self for many of us, we spend hours agonizing over a word, rehearsing to sing, putting on the shoes, featured with the preparation to bring the gospel. But we're standing up without our loins being girded with truth. We are moving out with the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith, ready to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. But we are forgetting the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. We are serving in pain, Sometimes pain we've caused others or we've fallen on our own sword. A fall that would not ha have happened if we had on that breastplate of righteousness that would have protected our vital organs. But still, we must see that we're never good enough to be perfect, never strong enough to overcome the vices because it is in him we live and move and have our being. Paul testifies of grace this way. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I shared with a friend last week that very often our trouble in church is that we assess our righteousness based on how our righteousness compares to our neighbor. Yeah, it's kind of like the the pharisee who beat his chest pointing to the sinner and his corruption we feel like painting the awful picture of the other person's sin before god will score points and not just make us and 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 not make us look so bad however believers we should stop being palm readers and church adjudicators instead we must focus on our calling which is to be intercessors and agents of the grace of god the blood of Jesus was shed to take our sin, our shame, our sorrow and sickness. 
Name them and shame them is not the biblical design. We call sin, sin, but we call our brothers and sisters into accountability to save their souls and uplift the kingdom. He who is spiritual restores such a one in the spirit of meekness concerning himself, lest he also be tempted. So Paul calls the Corinthians to a higher standard as I am calling you. Measure your righteousness by Christ's righteousness. Then look at your brothers and sisters in pain and look at yourself through the eyes of Christ. How does Christ see you? Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. It is as Pastor Leo says. We must be conscious that as we struggle, our brothers and sisters struggle also. Let us stop holding others to a standard that we have not arrived at. So, friends, your pain may be the sin of your life or the leader before you or the leader you're serving. Paul's encouragement is to seek the only resolution as he did in 2nd Corinthians 12 verse 8 he even went before the Lord three times then he recognized that the star in the story is not the imperfect Paul nor the sexually active Corinthian church notice that Corinth was a part was a waterfront metropolis where sex was a thriving business those who were being saved were also being saved from a life of sexual immorality and that's not an overnight thing so Paul turned to Christ and he encouraged the Corinthian church to turn to Christ as the one who could make the difference in the midst of the struggle in Christ we are perfected that's where we turn when leaders fail that's where we turn when we fail that's where we turn when confusion sets in for the imperfection where perfection should be we look into him for then when i am weak i am strong lord help our weakness Not that we could be weak some more, but that we would be strengthened in you. Help us, Lord God, to no longer believe the lie, the deceit, that the devil, that old accuser, oh God, of the brethren, the lie that he brings to us, hath God said, and that we shall not surely die. Instead, help us to believe you and to believe your truth and live your truth and to walk in the redemption provision of the cross of Calvary and the cross of Christ, that we will not be overtaken with our fault, but we will find restoration, we will find new life, we will be renewed by you. Look upon us with grace and favor. 
and show us your mercy and restoration. In Jesus' name.